Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Monday, December 7th, 2020. Today we are reviewing another HBO Max original movie. They are just pumping these things out, that new streaming service, Super Intelligence, starring Melissa McCarthy. Uh, it is about, about. It is about a uh, supercomputer that is observing Melissa McCarthy, and it's a rom-com, slash it says action, which I don't really know if it's really action, slash, uh, yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Bye-bye. Sci-fi, sci-fi. James Gordon, uh, his yeah, voice. He's in it. Um, so yeah, we were reviewing that. Is kind of your typical. We'll we'll get into it. I don't want to spoil it too much. And then afterwards, since it is a movie about technology, and since she discovers this super intelligent being, program, whatever AI, that's what it is, in her appliances, we're doing our top appliances draft. So for those that don't know, appliances, that's like a fridge. Is that going to be a pick? I don't know. Let's get into the show. I don't feel so good. Hulk! Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! When an all-powerful, super-intelligent chooses to study average Carol Peters, the fate of the world hangs in the balance as the AI decides to enslave, save, or destroy humanity. It's up to Carol to prove that people are worth saving. Um, I think the AI might have taken over your computer because when you started that, uh, you sounded a little bit like Optimus Prime, but it got better as it went on, and we're just going to roll with it. Uh, I think the AI knew you were talking about it because uh, that was interesting. His um, ears were ringing. Yeah, now you sound better. Uh, yeah, we're doing this virtually if you can't tell or if you didn't listen to Within the Line Sports on Thursday. Um, yeah, HBO Max original movie, Melissa McCarthy. Ty, one thing about Melissa McCarthy real quick. And this is just mm-hmm. me being stupid. This is not me setting stereotypes. This is not me being anything more than just being stupid. But I get her, Rebel Wilson, and Amy Poehler, Amy Schumer, confused all the time. Mm-hmm. So okay. I was talking to Rye about a movie. This wasn't this time, but I remember it was before. And it was Rain, it was Rain, not Rain Wilson. Um, What's her name? I already forgot it. Rebel Wilson. Yeah. I, it was a Rebel <laughs> Wilson movie, and I was saying it was Melissa McCarthy. It was not Melissa McCarthy. Um. 
they're just all those comedic actresses. Um, and she's probably just, the best. It just so happens they're they're the plus size comedic actress, actresses. I'm not gonna go there. Um, I'm gonna go there. You're just stereotyping them. <laughs> uh, Melissa McCarthy is definitely the best. Uh, she's oh, in Bridesmaids. Sure. Apparently, she, she's in Blockers. Who's she playing? Blockers. Mm, probably a small role. Um, but Bridesmaids is obviously the best performance out of any of those three. Um, it's also starring Ben Falcone, who is Charlie Charles Kuiper. I don't know who that is. James Gordon's voice is the super intelligence. Bobby Cannavale. Cannavale. Uh, playing George, Brian Tyree Henry playing Dennis, Steve Malroy, Mallory playing Dean, and Gene Smart playing President of the United States, who was interesting. I'll talk about her when we get to characters. Ty, let's get into plot slash stories as oh, always. Oh, oh, time, time, okay, out, time okay, out. okay, sorry. You forgot the most important character. Okay, who? Ken Griffey Jr. playing Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Ken Griffey Jr., his acting debut. I don't know if this is actually his acting debut, but... um. He was, uh, we'll talk about him when we get into characters. <laughs> Plot slash story, out, as always. Big. Spoilers Fuck ahead. Great. That's not his acting debut. Ty, plot slash story. The story, obviously, you read the synopsis. Story of the supercomputer observing Carol. Kind of helping her life out. Uh, she, he gives her a bunch of stuff, a bunch of money, a penthouse suite. She's got this cool self-driving Tesla. She can pretty much do anything she wants. All mm-hmm. and his goal is to see her at her most vulnerable. So she um, goes and finds Harry. What's his, is his name? Harry? I already forgot his name. I just said it's, it. It's uh, Bobby Cannavale. George. George. That's who it is. Uh, George, an old ex, bad breakup. She wants to make things right with him, and then they make things right. Um, and then the supercomputer does the predicted thing. All behind the scenes, uh, the government is trying to shut the supercomputer down. And then the supercomputer does the obvious kind of switch and becomes evil for a little bit and then becomes good again. Um, what did you give this for plot slash story? You have a six. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, it, it felt very, very, very predictable. Very, you've seen this before. It just... I gave it a six. What'd you give it? Now, there's a trend with this. I told you there's a trend with my score for this movie. And maybe I was just in a good mood, so maybe the score is a little bit higher than it should be. But I gave this an 11. An above average plus. No, 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 no. My average is 12. I mean, don't it's get in it the twisted. upper half of possible sc- scores. I thought your average for visuals and cinematography was 12. No, everything I count as... Average in 2020 to me is 12, and average being like good enough to where I'm not thinking about it, whatever it is, um, because that would get you a 60 out of 100, and that's like right on the realm of not being terrible but not being good. It's just average. Um, 11, though, I gave it 11. It was very predictable, like you mentioned, the whole supercomputer turning on her and the whole love dynamic. One thing I was, I was expecting there to be some sort of because this happens in every movie, but they did it a little bit differently. But there's always the the lover gets mad at the other lover, and then they don't talk anymore, and then they become friends again at the end. Um, the classic kind of yo-yo, uh, you know, storytelling technique. Um, I don't know if that's what it's called, but that's the name I'm giving it now. They didn't okay. do that. The yo-yo was more of the computer kind of turning. I thought they were going to do something where... And they were setting up for it. Like at least it seemed like they were going to. It seemed like um, I forgot his name again. The gentleman George was George. going to find out about the supercomputer and then get mad at her and be like, "Oh, you used this supercomputer, blah 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 blah." That never happened. So I was like, "Okay, you know, at least they didn't do that." And I thought, I I don't know. I thought it was it was really like you said. It was really kind of textbook. And you knew it was going to happen. And I haven't seen the movie Her which we talked about before the podcast. So maybe that sways it a little bit, but like for me, I was like, okay, this was like a kind of dumb rom-com that was a little bit, just a little bit different from any other rom-com I've seen so far. And that might be because I haven't seen her, um, but it wasn't groundbreaking well, in any way. That's why I gave it 11. With the movie, her, the person falls in love with the AI. This one's a little different where the AI kind of helps the person fall in love with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a little different. It's just the story itself was just, 
realistically, there's been a lot of like AI or someone helping someone else, like man in the sky type fucking movies where it's just kind of like, you're doing this now, you're doing this now. And then like, it's a rom-com and she meets him and yeah, it's good that they didn't fight, but it was like, Oh, he's leaving. And like, I've, while there is a lot of rom-coms where usually they fight and then make up, there's also a shit ton of rom-coms where it's like, Oh, he's leaving. I'm never going to see him again. And that's true. Go, go get your man or go get your woman. Um, so they took that route instead. And but she just, didn't really I, go get him. She just went and kissed him in the airport. I think he still went to Ireland. My assumption was she went with him, but yeah. Ty, she was already in the airport. I don't think you can get a ticket that quickly. I'm, she said she was going to follow him eventually. It was more like going to go visit. Yeah, I, I go. It is. I don't know. It just there was nothing unexpected or blowing me away with it at all. Most of it was predictable and been done a million times before. Interesting. Maybe I'm being a little, a little cynical. Well, what did you give it for visual slash cinematography? Gave it a 10. Okay, so we're back towards the similar amount of points. I gave it a 6. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Why did you, you give it such a bad score? I gave it half of what I consider my average score, and there's a very specific reason. 80% of this movie was shot just like your typical – Hollywood movie, you know, just kind of simple set pieces, simple um, lighting and everything. And they had some like the super computer sequences that were supposed to be cool and like the globe and stuff going black and whatever. It was all just rudimentary, whatever. I'm fine with all that. But there was this specific, I don't know if it was their lighting department. I don't know if one of their lenses had a smudge on it, but there were some scenes and most of them were at George's house, but there were some scenes where like, it was like white. I, I don't know what I don't know how to explain it, but it's like the the center of the screen was like this opaque whiteness, and it was like oversaturated, and it was too bright, and it was almost like it looked like it was supposed to be filmed like a dream sequence where it's like a little bit you know like that white, and it's kind of like faded a little bit. Like I don't know. There was a few scenes, and it really fucking pissed me off. It pissed me off so much I gave it a six. Like it just bugged the shit out of me because it, it, it wasn't. It didn't seem like something that was intentional, like a piece of art. You know, you're intentionally doing the things you know i did take a film class in college not to brag um sure. it just seemed like bad visuals and i don't know maybe i'm being over cynical and maybe most people didn't realize it but i noticed it and it pissed me the fuck off so much so where even riley noticed it because i was bitching about it so much and i gave it a six <laughs> that's fair i watched it on my phone and not the greatest setting to pay attention to shit like that necessarily <laughs> yeah probably so I, I did not even fucking realize that one bit. Okay. <laughs> um, I took away the points for, like, the the globe scenes and the fucking, like, oh, we're going to zoom out and, you know, eye in the sky satellite. Like, it just felt like very, like, early 2000s type shots and shit where it's like, we're at this location. We're going to zoom out and go to this location. It's like, yeah. I, I get what you're going for, but I don't know. It just kind of looks stupid and very aged. Yeah. Um. I didn't even notice the other shit. Probably would have got a worse score if I had noticed that. It was all. It was mostly at George's house, and it just it bugged the shit out of me, dude. It really did. Um, I don't know what it was. Key elements, Ty. Now this is a romantic movie, and going for some comedy, rom com, a little bit of sci fi in there. Um, what did you give it? Between two scores, I'm gonna finish on a nine. Okay, I gave it an eleven. Okay. Were you between 8 and 9 or 9 and 10? 8 and 9. Oof. Okay. Um, why'd you give it an 8 slash 9? A 9. Why'd you give it a 9? So while I appreciated the sci-fi parts of it where, mm-hmm. you know, the guy's doing whatever and it's supposed to kind of be a comedy, I laughed at points. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't awful. Uh, there was some funny shit. The romantic part of it, there was just nothing there for me. They felt like two actors on screen together. Okay. Um, there's one or two scenes where it was like, okay, this is like they're romantic, they, you know. But a lot of it kind of just they didn't feel very authentic. And the sci-fi stuff was whatever. The you know the AI, the I'm doing this, I'm it was, it was all right. The comedy was hit or miss. Um, so just a nine below average. I think. I thought I thought the the romantic part of it was maybe hit a little bit more for me than you. I don't think it was some absolutely stellar storytelling that had me, you know, in, like 
really diving into it and I wasn't like close to crying or anything, which any good rom-com AKA 50 first dates will do. Um, I wasn't there, but I wasn't hating the romantic part of it. I laughed more than I thought I would. Um, and a lot of it was just stupid jokes. And again, I was probably in a good mood and that's honestly what carried it to an 11. Cause the sci-fi part of it was, it was what it was. Um, but the humor part of it, the, 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 I can't talk right now. The romantic part of it was fine. And then the humor part of it, I, I laughed more than I thought I would. Honestly, I don't know why, but again, maybe I was just in a good mood. But it, it was fine. 11. Again, 12 I consider like my my average. I guess some people might say a 10 is an average, which is fine. Um, I think 11 just right in the middle of the road is how I felt. I didn't think they did anything incredible to make you laugh. They didn't do anything incredible to make you emotional. They didn't do anything incredible with that sci-fi kind of dynamic. And they were a little bit of trying to do a lot in one movie. And I think they did each one of those things just okay enough to get an 11. That's my that's my sentiment. It's <laughs> fair. I don't disagree. I laughed at it. You know, don't get me wrong. It was mostly just the romantic shit for me. But I don't hate that. That's because you're heartless. Uh, what, it could be it. <laughs> you might have nailed it. Um, characters, what'd you give it? I gave this an 11. Um, gave it an 8. Again, worse than me. Uh, I thought <laughs> Melissa McCarthy was fine in her role. I kind of liked the guy. I don't know what it, what it was about him. What's the actor's name again? Bobby Cannon. Cannibal Ali. I knew how to say that name, and now that we're on the pod, I can't say it. Bobby Cannon. Cannon of Ali. I I kind of liked his character. I don't know why. I don't know. It's he was almost like stupid and smart at the same time. Um, I kind of like he was like smart. Like I don't know if it reminded me of me because he was like smart because obviously he was smart enough to like teach a college class or whatever and go to a fellowship. But then he was also like stupid. Like he just made a bunch of stupid jokes and like the dry humor and like I know the the romantic part of it wasn't great but kind of like just the dumb dialogue between him and melissa mccarthy where they just kept saying like stupid shit to each other and like i don't know i i, I didn't mind it like i thought it was actually kind of decent um he Smelling him trash bag yeah <laughs> yeah like shit like that <laughs> um i don't know and the way he like freaked out when he saw ken griffey jr yes <laughs> and the way he like almost like this stupid innocence which i think they did do on purpose where it's like Melissa McCarthy has this penthouse and she has, you know, this nice ass car and they're going to a nice ass restaurant and like all this stuff. And he just doesn't question it once. Um, it, it was just, I think he was my favorite part of this movie for sure. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. I liked that scene. I think acting wise, Griffey isn't an actor. And I think that was obvious, but it's fine. He did what he had to do. Um, the president was very obviously a, supposed to be a Hillary Clinton lookalike, which was interesting. Percent. Uh, I, I laughed at that when that came on. I was like, okay. Um, uh, question. Why do they call them Madam President, but not, like, Sir President? Well, they do. They call him Mr. President. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> always call him Mr. President. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why they don't say Mrs. President and they say Madam President. They definitely call him Mr. President. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm stupid. You're, see, that's why I'm like Bobby Cannavale's character. <laughs> Cannavale. Um, so that's that great. was fine. The black guy was – he was okay. I thought they were going to actually – when they introduced him, I thought they were going to do a love connection between Muslim McCarthy and the black guy, which they didn't. Oh, what? The Dennis character? Yeah. The tech guy? Yeah. Um, I did not like that Dennis character at all. Really? I thought he was whatever. It, it just felt like such a – Oh, he's going to be a socially awkward tech guy because that's what tech guys are, socially awkward. Yeah, very uh, pigeonholed. Uh, yeah. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, I, I was fine with it. The character just – it was what it was. Yeah. And for the main character, I like it to stand out a little bit more. I liked Bobby Cannavale. Okay, good. Um, Glad we agree there. <laughs> James Corden, I didn't necessarily like the super intelligence and like how they played him. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird. The president was absurd. <laughs> um, Octavia Spencer becoming the the fucking super intelligence uh-huh. made me laugh for that moment just because I watched the movie Help like last week. I was telling you about it. Uh huh. And then they made a joke about that movie where the black <laughs> dude was like, "Oh, I loved you in the Help," and then she like <laughs> quoted a line that made me laugh for a very specific reason. <laughs> 
And then Ken Griffith Jr. I just love Ken Griffith Jr. being there. He's like, what were you thinking when you were on first? And he's like, score. <laughs> just straight faced. <laughs> it made me laugh. Um, oh, another, I wanted to talk about the agents. Uh, very stereotypical, just like kind of stupid agents. Like we've seen that character so many times, like kind of overqualified or underqualified agents. Um, yep. But the one scene where they were like watching them make love and they were talking about how their wife didn't love them or whatever, like that did, that part actually made me laugh. As, as dumb as it was and as stereotypical as it was, that part made me laugh. Um, no, for sure. I don't know. I thought, again, nothing blew me away. I liked George's character and everyone else was just kind of like characters in a movie. Um, it says Bobby Cannavale. Cannavale? Cannavale? How do you say it? Cannavale? Cannavale. He was in um oh this is a different movie. Never mind. Um <laughs> He was in what? <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Staten Island. I was thinking King of Staten Island. I was like, who the hell did he play in that movie? <laughs> um but again, it was whatever. Slightly above my average of twelve. Uh what do we have up next? Oh, enjoyment. enjoyment. I'm gonna guess that you had an a low enjoyment scale based on your other grades. So here's the thing, Jay. My highest score before this was visuals and cinematography. It got a 10. Yeah. And it, it just, everything else, I gave it a 9. I didn't hate this movie. Okay. It had all the fixings to be a terrible, unenjoyable movie. Or, you know, the story was whatever, the characters were whatever. But, like, I, I had a decent enough time with it. And I can't tell you why. But I'm sitting here trying to give it a lower score. And I was like, I didn't hate watching this movie. All of the pieces were not that good. Yeah. But together, like, it was fine. So that's only a nine, though? A nine. But that ties its highest score out of everything else. Because for me, a nine for enjoyment is uh, wasn't a chore to get through, but would not recommend it to people. I wouldn't recommend it. And it's right there next to had a decent time watching and would watch again. I don't know if I'd watch it again. So it's like right on that edge. Um, but a nine. Okay. Because some, some things ticked me off. was just like the stereotypical like whatever. But then some things I enjoy. It was a weird, I don't know. It was hard to explain. Nine feels right though. Okay. Um, based on my grades so far. Grades. Uh, based on my... Um, what the hell is the word I'm looking for? Ratings. Ratings. Based on my ratings so far, Ty, what do you think I gave enjoyment? I'd say like an 11. 12. It got an 11. Okay. So my scores are 11, 6, 11, 11, 11. Uh, this and m- your 6 is the highest score for me out of 10. What? Your 6 for visuals and cinematography uh-huh. is my 10, which is the highest. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> This movie just was a typical, like, I don't know. There was just something about it, man. It, it was just like, I didn't hate anything. I didn't love anything. But I didn't, like, it. I don't know. It, it was an easy, really easy watch, like you mentioned. Like, it's not fantastic, but it was really easy to get through. It's not something I'm going to watch again. But it was almost like a, a turn-your-brain-off rom-com. So there's turn-your-brain-off action movies, and then there's turn-your-brain-off rom-coms. And I think that's what this was. So someone who might like really enjoy the rom-com uh, genre, you know, maybe some some older females, maybe some moms or grandmothers that just want a turn your brain off rom-com, this could be a a good watch for them. You know, a movie that they enjoy. Um, Eleven falls under eleven to thirteen on mine, which is probably would not sit through again. But it caught my attention at points, and it did catch my attention at points. Made me laugh. Um, you know, it was just. Like, it's just, it was weird. It was a turn-your-brain-off rom-com, which isn't really, doesn't happen that much, because I feel like rom-coms are either good and you're really invested, or they're bad and you're, like, laughing at it. Um, This was a weird in-between where it was just kind of like, it was it. I don't know how to explain it. It's so weird. It's, like, such a weird territory for this genre of movie, personally. Because I either really like rom-coms and are really invested, or I, like I said, you laugh at them because they're so laughably stupid. This wasn't either of that to me, so... That's why I gave it all 11s and one six. <laughs> I get what you're saying because I think it isn't necessarily like the regular rom-com. I think it's a bad sci-fi movie turned into a rom-com. Yeah. Where it's like 
it, it isn't dominated by the rom-com tropes to where you either really like or really hate it. It's mostly sci-fi, but rom-com to where it's like it can fall in this weird in-between range. Because I feel the same way. Like, most rom-coms, I'm like, okay, this, this is like this is what's going to happen. This is stupid. Or I have a great time watching it. And it's the same thing where this was like, you know, I had a decent time, but I, I don't know. What's your final score? 50. A total of 50 for you. In honor of Mr. Ken Griffey Jr. being in this movie and being the man who came up with Jackie Robinson Day, I gave it a 42. <laughs> Did you purposely do that? No, it was a stretch, and I just realized it and made the connection. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's fair. Final score, 46 out of 100. Uh, that puts it at... Where the fuck did it go? 34 on our ranking list out of 39 total movies. Actually, 40 total movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Not great. Not terrible, though. Also not terrible. A no. worse score than On the Rocks? Uh, it's below our bad movie scale that we just did, Freebirds. See, how? I gave it worse than Freebirds, actually. Holy shit. Um... Yeah, by five points. <laughs> we also gave it worse than On the Rocks. I I didn't again. Enjoyment's not everything, though. Enjoyment's not everything, because I enjoyed this more than On the Rocks. But there's more. You know, on the Rocks was a better made movie. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. But it is better than Mulan, Drop Dead Fred, Artemis Fowl, Norm of the um, North, Fantastic Four, The Last Airbender. Okay. Oh, Mulan! Mulan wasn't a bad movie review. No, it wasn't. <laughs> That's tough. Mulan was terrible. Neither was... Was Artemis Fowl a bad movie? Artemis Fowl started the bad movie review. Yeah, it did, because it's so fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I'm just excited to watch new movies. I don't know what we're going to do next week. We'll figure it out. We always do. There's that prom movie I sent you like a while ago. I think that comes out soon. Prom? Um, the Prom, that musical movie. Yeah, it releases uh, December 4th, 2020. That's going to be our next. We're going to have back-to-back James Corden movies. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to like that. It's got a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. Just just James Corden. Oh. <laughs> it's, I can't say I'm the biggest James Corden fan. It's like the musical kind of movie. So. Um. Yeah, we'll, we'll Mike O. Keegan, Michael Key. I'm back in. And like I said, seventy eight percent of Rotten Tomatoes, and it's a new movie. We got to review it. It's a new movie. I'm just, I'm just making my decision on it. <laughs> Nicole Kidman, um, and then I don't know what we're gonna do after that. But all I know is in three weeks, four weeks, we're gonna be able to do a Wonder Woman movie review, which that I am fucking excited about. It's gonna be electric, fucking superhero movie. Now we gotta plan that. Um, we'll talk about that off the podcast, but we gotta plan that because that's the week of Christmas, and I'm not recording on Christmas Eve. Um, I mean, are you committed or not? But there, it makes no sense to record before the movie's out. Like we got to, and I don't want to record a week after it comes out. Like I want it to be kind of, you know, maybe we record on a Saturday, the 26th or Sunday, the 27th or something. We'll figure it out. That's fine. Um, uh, definitely looking forward to that though. With the prom, we could do a stupid list. We'll, we'll figure it out. I don't want to spoil too much on the, on the podcast this week. We're doing top appliances, Ty. Hmm. Uh, you said there's not a lot. I have I have some great ones, so I don't know what's wrong with yours. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have ten. They're just appliances. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's get into it. I got the first overall pick, um, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. And I'm just going to get this thing started here. Uh, I just went with the fridge. It's the one you used as an example in the opener. <laughs> it holds food. People love to open it, look inside, close it, and then come back five minutes later looking for something again. Um, it's just a fridge. It is the go-to appliance. Yeah, it's made. Everyone, everyone needs a fridge. Some fridges have fucking computers in them. Yeah. Um, that's kind of cool. Riley's mom has it, a smart fridge. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's incredible. Yeah. It can show you how to use the other appliances. Yeah. Um, you can get water. You can get ice out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just a fucking fridge, man. <laughs> Great pick, Ty. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's made life a lot easier for a lot of people. You know, back in the day, like, how they stored food, and they'd have to put a bunch of salt on the meat and stuff, and you wouldn't be able to keep it cold, really. And, like, 
it's just that we we live in a great generation where we have fridges. Um, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I will say, fridge was not on my list. I mean, that, I feel like that's a miss on you. I don't necessarily disagree with my pick. We'll circle back to it because we'll circle back to it. My first pick, overall pick, and I'm glad you didn't take this from me. I don't know why you would take it from me because I think this appliance means more to me than it means to you. But um, if my apartment was on fire, this would be – actually, I could just buy a new one. So I went in. If my apartment was on fire and they <laughs> said, you got to grab one appliance and you're not going to be able to buy any new appliances for like a year and this is going to be the only one you get to keep. Whatever. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. It's the coffee maker. The coffee yeah, maker. Yeah, that was my number two pick is the backbone of my life. It is the start of my day. Every night I make the coffee, I prep it, I schedule it for the morning. Comes out nice and hot. Um delicious. And I'm just addicted to coffee and part of that reason is cuz my mom let me start drinking coffee at like 14 years old and it's just so fucking delicious and I love it and I don't know where I would be without it. Coffee maker. That's my number 2 pick. Uh, I definitely was trying to get that number 2 to take it from you. Well, yeah, it, it's not getting past number one for me, buddy. So, <laughs> uh, I thought I could get a bargain on it. Hand <laughs> up. Uh, I don't hate that pick. My next don't. pick, Jason. All right. I chose one that you look at the fridge, and everyone has it. Everyone needs it. Yeah. This next pick, I've never met a single person who actually has this, but it's considered an appliance, and I fucking love that. Okay. Uh, a deep fryer. Oh, uh, Riley's dad has a deep fryer. Got a fucking deep fryer? I believe so. That's awesome. You can make so many delicious things <laughs> on a deep fryer, Jay. <laughs> no, yeah, they do have a deep fryer. They're only 30 bucks. Seriously? Yeah, Target, Hamilton Beach, 2.1 2. quart oil capacity deep fryer, stainless steel, twenty nine ninety nine. I can't tell you when I worked at the restaurant how many times I just used the fucking deep fryer <laughs> and would just go in and get like the mozzarella sticks and just fucking throw them in and just be killing in the kitchen. Making shit in the deep fryer. Ty, are you still on a diet? Because I may have found your Christmas present. <laughs> uh, no, no, I am not, Jay. <laughs> Christmas present uh, acquired. Deep fryer. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I, I didn't know deep fryers were considered an appliance, but, I mean, you get french fries. You get, you know, mozzarella sticks. Wings. You get deep fried Oreos if you're at a <laughs> county fair. Corn dogs. I, it's just, it's a fucking deep fryer great pick i kind of want a deep fryer now too um sounds great very unhealthy i just want it very unhealthy <laughs> that's okay that's right we aren't drafting the healthiest things we're drafting the best things it's true um now i'm gonna pick something that my dad has at the at his house and he said we could have it and i just never grabbed it ty what kind of podcast is this uh within the lines podcast but what like what kind what is our our, our theme, our brand on this specific podcast feed. What do we do? Uh, making making great content. We review movies. And we talk about movies. And, I mean, it's just been reviewing because there's been no, like, movie news, whatever, MCU, whatever. What goes great with a movie, Ty? Um, a great podcast to listen to about that movie. <laughs> That's popcorn, Ty. Yes, Fuck yeah, it is. you can have microwave. Yes, you could have Jiffy Pop, whatever that's called. But nothing tastes better than one of those very expensive popcorn poppers, the popcorn-making popper things that you could buy. Uh, my dad has one. It's delicious. The, the kernels are very, very expensive, but it's delicious. And I got my coffee, and I got my popcorn, and I think I'm set. I don't need a fridge. I don't need an oven. I don't need a deep fryer. I can live off of popcorn. Ooh, can you deep fry popcorn, or would it just melt? Do you, like, coat it in some flour, maybe? Deep fried popcorn <laughs> showing results for there's a video oh you can put the kernels in and make popcorn in a deep fryer jay <laughs> oh shit i'm looking at some oh no that's popcorn chicken <laughs> oh my god i was like dude this popcorn looks delicious and it's popcorn chicken that's fucking great <laughs> popcorn maker my second popcorn let quick tangent popcorn chicken is fucking delicious and anyone that thinks it isn't can i don't know i think popcorn delicious popcorn chicken's delicious it's my go-to at like chick-fil-a and sonic um 
Uh, I don't know how it tastes so good. I don't think Chick-fil-A has popcorn chicken. I think they have chicken nuggets. Pretty sure Chick-fil-A's got popcorn nuggets. Popcorn nuggets? <laughs> chicken. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I'm just going to move on. Okay. <sighs> it's definitely my go-to at Sonic. No, though. KFC has popcorn chicken, not Chick-fil-A. That's, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. That shit smacks. Sonic's um, popcorn chicken's delicious, too. That That is a pick, Jay. Thank you. Uh, my next pick, however, we've we've had a disagreement in our past. Okay. Um, it, it re- it's regarding pizza. And I claimed that I think leftover pizza is better than fresh pizza. Okay. And you thought I meant cold. Oh, I yeah. I definitely did not mean cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's... I was on the same boat as you, like, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. And then you were like, microwave. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, so that's the microwave. <laughs> microwave is my third pick. You can make so many great things in microwaves. I don't know what it is, but it makes already cooked pizza that is then cooled down and reheated taste so much better. You can make popcorn in it. You yeah. can make ghetto nachos. You just throw some chips on there, just a little shredded cheese. Throw it in the microwave. Um, it's just It's just the go-to thing growing up. You just throw in some pizza rolls. Throw in – it's a microwave. Everyone needs a microwave. Everyone loves having a microwave. No one wants to sit and make a meal for like 15 minutes. Throw some shit in the microwave for 30, minutes, 30 seconds. Now, Ty, I got to um, ask you. All these other appliances that we've talked about keep advancing mm. and keep getting better. Have we reached the technological capacity of microwaves? I knew that was going to come up. And, <laughs> you know, I, sometimes when you do something perfect, it's fine. You just leave it. <laughs> all right. Fair. I mean that was your fucking – your argument, your question that you brought to the table, so I figured you were expecting it. <laughs> yeah, but a microwave, my number three pick. Now, my my third pick. Now, I, I think this is considered an appliance. It's got to be. No, it is considered an appliance. There's no way it's not. It sells for $50 or cheaper. You can get one as cheap as $20. You could store it in your cabinet. Uh, it is the punch. It, it helps the punchline of a classic Office episode. And that is the George Foreman grill, Ty. <laughs> a revolutionary grill. I'm honestly quite shocked that you don't have a George Foreman grill. They seem right up your alley. <laughs> no, I like actually grilling my food like a man. Oh. And I don't have a grill, and I'm not allowed to have a grill, so I just don't grill things. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know how a George Foreman grill works. Do you literally just press it down? No, yeah. It's just heated on both sides. You just put meat in between it, and then it's just hot on top, hot on bottom, and it cooks it. It's not. A, it doesn't really grill thing. So it's like a. It's like a waffle. Oh, that's. Oh, I don't want to ruin anything. Um, <laughs> look, George Foreman grills. They're revolutionary, bro. There's a reason you know George Foreman for his grill, for not for his boxing. It's because the George Foreman grill, it revolutionized the marketplace. It gave us a great episode of The Office where Michael loves to wake up to the smell of bacon. <laughs> so he wakes nope. wakes up early to cook bacon on his George Foreman. <laughs> Dude, office is fucking hilarious. Um, there was an athlete who tweeted that out. It might have been JJ Watt even, and people were losing their shit in the comments, not realizing he was talking about the office joke. What did he? Like, s- you're gonna get. He was like, "I love having you know bacon set out so it cooks that night, and I wake up to bacon." They're like, "You're gonna get salmonella," and like everyone was tripping out in the comments, and it was so funny. Oh my god, what idiots! Um, George Foreman, Ty. Fun fact about him. Sorry for calling people idiots. That was rude. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go down to his personal life on his Wikipedia page real quick. There's so much boxing. Where the hell is his personal life, Ty? This is bad radio. There it is. Third tab. George Foreman. Twelve children. He has five sons and seven daughters. His five sons are George Jr., George the Third, George the Fourth, George the Fifth, and George the Sixth. It's definitely not how second, third, fourth works. <laughs> And then his daughters, Natalia, Leola, Frida, Michi, Isabella, Courtney, and can you guess the last one? What? Georgetta. Oh, no. <laughs> what a guy. That's 100% some shit I would do if Victoria would let me get away with it. I've said on here how my name is Tyler Daniel, and I want to have a daughter named Taylor Danielle. Um, that's absolutely something I would do. Oh my god, Georgetta. <laughs> That's the best one. Um and they they all have the same middle name. They're George Edward Foreman. He did that so they would always have something in common. He says to them, "If one of us goes up, then we all go up together. And if I and if one goes down, we all go down together." 
So, yeah. That's just that's a family man. <laughs> that's my favorite George Foreman fact. Oh, that's fucking fantastic. All right, Jay. We're on to my last uh, no, my fourth pick actually. Yeah, you got two more. Um I want to be honest. I hit the panic button with you talking this round. Okay. Uh you brought up my next pick and that's the waffle iron. <laughs> okay. Yeah, waffle. Your your family, your parents had a fancy ass waffle maker. I if I remember correctly. They do. They they have a very nice one. Um I personally have one. Waffles are just better pancakes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they're they're way harder to make and a, just a pain in the ass. But god damn it if I don't love filling up waffles each little square of syrup. Yeah. Waffles, yeah, we're I'm glad we could establish that as we are a waffles podcast, like a waffle over pancake podcast. Um, with waffles, you just – you get like an extra crispiness even that you don't get with pancakes. Like, yes, there's crispy pancakes, but everyone knows the argument of the little squares where you could put, uh, you know, syrup, but waffles are better with fruit on them. And like I said, you Absolutely. get a little bit of crispiness. I feel like you get more crispy with a waffle than you do a pancake. Am I wrong? Oh, no, that's – I mean, it's not even – a question you absolutely do waffles all actually help uh also hold up better as buns of sandwiches if you want to make like a waffle sandwich um that's that, a fact that's absolutely true and um way better i i definitely agree it's just you know waffle irons they help create delicious waffle they caused a great injury at my previous um place of work wait on uh, wh- i've told you this story haven't i i don't know let's hear it <laughs> I used to do Sunday brunch at Marie Callender's and I was in charge of making the little miniature waffles. Yeah. And I, I believe, I can't tell you how many years ago it was, but, uh, January 1st was on a Sunday. Okay. And I got absolutely shit faced, fucked up New Year's Eve, got like three hours of sleep, went into work the next day and burnt the fuck out of my hand on a waffle iron, just touching it. <laughs> Why did you just touch it? I was just hung over and fucking out of it. And just burnt the living fuck out of my hand. I didn't even drive to work that day. I was afraid I was going to get in trouble for like a like a drug test or something when they took me. <laughs> Thought I was going to have like blood alcohol level. You were still uh, going to be intoxicated? Again, I got fucked up on New Year's. It was like first thing in the morning on a Sunday. Got like four hours of sleep. I thought there was still going to be alcohol in my system. There probably was. You are Well, see, by fucked up, actually, you probably had like one Coors Light. Because that was back in like our high school no, days. No, 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 no. I used to be able to drink more than I can now. How did that happen? It's not even a question. I don't know. Like, you also probably weighed like 120 pounds in high school. That doesn't make any sense. Maybe more I, than that. Doesn't. That was mean. I'm sorry. It doesn't make any sense. I, <laughs> how did you become more of a lightweight? <laughs> I, that's a great question. Man, that sucks. Yeah, that had to have been – you worked at Marine Calendars during high school, right? Allegedly. I mean, it's okay, Ty. Everyone drinks underage. Well, not I me. Definitely did. But everyone. I want to see what I want to see what year that was because my guess would be 2016, right before we graduated. Would be my guess. Let's see. Be... I'm in January 2016. Oh, oh. No, January 2016. It was maybe it was 2017. Then after we it graduated. was 2017. January 2017. So you weren't the in high school. First day of the year was a Sunday. Fair enough. Fair enough. What did we do for New Year's 2016? I'm sure we were with each other. We had to have been with each other. I don't know. I just know like like 17 was the year. Um, oh no, Dylan I don't. Was there? Maybe I don't know if it was actually because there was one New Year's where I went to Riley's aunt's house, but that might have still been during high school. I don't know. I don't know if I was there for you to get fucked up. It might have been the Dylan year. Dylan year also might have been 2018. So I have no idea. Um, I don't know, man, but it was a it was a very bad situation, and you know I have waffle iron to thank for that. They're very <laughs> hot. I just had a scolded piece of the center of my fucking hand for a while. <laughs> did it have the lines? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the outside. I did not have a waffle looking hand. That would have been awesome. <laughs> so uh, this is going to be contentious, and you might not allow this, but earlier I said I didn't have fridge on my list, Ty. Okay, but on the fourth spot on my list. I have the mini fridge. I mean, sure. You'll allow it? I'll allow it. Look, the mini fridge doesn't do all the things that your fancy fridge can do. It doesn't do sure. water. It doesn't hold as much. It can't be a smart fridge, at least not yet. Um, 
and it's much smaller as I by the name Mini. But there was one thing that I all of us wanted growing up, and that was a mini fridge in our bedroom. And that was a sign, like back in the day when you know people would have certain things to show that they were like rich or whatever. That was a sign of royalty in middle and high school. If you had a mini fridge in your room, you were just a badass. Brandon was the only one I knew. I know you had like your little small one, but Brandon had like a full out mini fridge just stocked with Yoo-Hoo's and a bunch of stuff we shouldn't be drinking. I mean, it was just like Yoo-Hoo's and sodas. Um, it wasn't like alcohol or anything. Um, but it was just, it was a status symbol playing some Madden. You don't have to get up and walk all the way to the fridge, get your parents to stock it up for you. Now that I'm a full grown adult, Ty, I want a mini fridge. I'm not going to pay for one because it's kind of a waste of money, but I had a vision in my head of getting a mini fridge in my little office slash game room slash podcast studio and buying red bubblies, orange bubblies, yellow bubblies, green bubblies, blue, like all the colors and making a rainbow, but it has to be a clear mini fridge where you can see through it and making like a rainbow just to make it look badass. That's the vision I had in my head. Love it. You feel your LGBTQ support. Absolutely. With your mini fridge. Um, so, yeah, I had mini fridge on my list, not the standard sized fridge. Now, you said having a mini fridge in your room during high school was a sign of royalty. Yes. Correct? Yes. I don't know how you don't remember this. I had a full size fridge in my room in high school. Oh, shit. That's right. That's I didn't right. need a fucking mini fridge. I just had a full fridge in my room. That's I had right. Stocked up with sodas and shit. What, that's right. What am I? If you have a mini fridge, you're royalty. What was I? <laughs> I don't know. Because I, I can't relate to all this shit you're saying. I had a full fucking fridge. That's right. But that was like later in high school, right? That was like. That was like junior, senior year. Second, 50% of high school. That's right. I forgot about that. Hand up. Forgot about it. That was, it was right there by the door, right? Right when you walked in. Yeah. It was the fridge. And then right next to it was the uh, tank, right? Yeah, like I mean, the... even before that, but I mean, yeah, that tank was there, but even before that. Wow. Wow. I forgot. Hand up. My bad. But I still got the mini fridge as my pick. I mean, it would have been a great pick if I needed a mini fridge. <laughs> uh, what's, uh, what's your fifth pick? My fifth and final pick, Jason. Um, so here's the deal, man. Almost everything we've done has related to food. Yeah. Not all appliances have to do with food, Jay. Coffee maker doesn't have to do with food. I mean, it's a drink. Okay. Fair Consuming enough. things. Fair enough. Uh, my fifth and final pick is just an air conditioner. <laughs> we live in Southern California, high desert. Um, it gets in the 120s in the summer. It's fucking hot, and I don't, I don't like the heat. And maybe some rich people got swimming pools, and they go out, and you know, they got a deck out there that their dad built, and you just chill in a, in a swimming pool. <laughs> Uh, us poor folk, we need air conditioners and stuff. <laughs> now, I, I I'll ask you, air conditioner or swamp cooler? What's your move? I literally not even close air conditioner. Okay, because I know you got a swamp cooler in your room. Yeah, and they fucking suck. They just make it so humid. If it's just humidity, it just doesn't work. Yeah, I've never really, I like, I don't know what it's like to have a swamp cooler. Um, that's a great pick. Air conditioner wasn't even on my radar, but you're completely right. And I'll even give you, like, air conditioner slash heater. Just your whole central air. What is that? HVAC? Is that what it's called? I don't just, I'm don't. i just conditioning air, either hot or cold. Your, your entire central air system, whatever. I'll give you all that. Cold, hot, whatever. You're right. Um, I will say this part of year is my favorite because we don't run the heater in this apartment. Absolutely don't. I don't allow it. Um, no. No. Because uh, Riley doesn't mind the cold. She kind of likes it when it's, like, in the high 60s. So, honestly, like, in the summer, we're running the AC all the time. But then in this, these months, because it doesn't get too cold in the high desert. It does get cold. But, like, our apartment will dip down to, like, 65 at the absolute lowest. And that's, like, perfect sleeping temperature, if we're being honest. Um, never have to run the heater. And it's just always perfect, a little bit chilly temperature in here. I love it. And it's better uh, for our podcasting, too. <laughs> yeah, you're a lucky man. The heater, heater is aggressively on here. Uh, Victoria's <laughs> feet get cold. Oh, my feet are cold right now, and I love it. It's a thrill. It reminds you that you're still alive and feeling things. Um, the complete opposite. I, I wouldn't know, and I wish I could. <laughs> All right, my fifth and final pick. Miko, if you're out there listening, you're probably sitting there like, dude, what the fuck? Why aren't you picking the thing I bought you for Christmas last year? Maybe it was a housewarming present, birthday, Christmas, housewarming. It was something. I saved it for the fifth and final pick because I knew it wasn't going to be on Tyler's list. It is something I use a lot. I actually tried to use it last night, but I didn't because I haven't cleaned it out in a long time. And it looks like it might be getting mold inside of it, which is a problem. Um, <laughs> I need to clean it out. 
and that it. is something Miko bought me. It is a hot dog toaster tie. Now, Jason, I cannot make this up. I'm screenshotting this. It is 7.02. Miko aggressively just Snapchatted me at this moment. His ears are ringing. <laughs> yeah, his ears are fucking ringing. <laughs> he Snapchats you like, what the fuck is Jason saying about me? Um, he, I'm, I'm sending it to you now. I got a screenshot. He bought me this Coca-Cola hot dog toaster. You could put two dogs in it. You could also put the buns. It toasts the buns, Ty. Um, it, it's just it's a wonderful machine because today and last night, because I had hot dogs for lunch as well, I had to like put them in the pan and fry them up. It, too much time to boil them. Microwaving hot dogs sucks. This was the perfect in between where it took. It was quick. I didn't have to do anything. You just pop them in. You get a little bit of like sear on the edges, like a grill sear. And it's fucking useful, man. Everyone, it's $20 at Kohl's. If you eat hot dogs like I eat hot dogs, I eat a lot of hot dogs. I love wieners. Um, get love this it. hot dog toaster. It's worth it. it. But just make sure you clean it because the hot dog juices can accumulate and get a little moldy. <laughs> so. Now, that's not ideal. Um, a hot dog maker. Now, I will say, Jay, how does it cook it? What do you mean? Like, how does what is the process of how this cooks the hot dog? Like a toaster, it heats it up. Because mm. I was gonna say the George Foreman grill on your list. I feel like that would make some good fucking hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, no, this one is just a toaster. So in the middle, you have your two little spots, and it's like you could pull them out too. You have like a little hook, and they, it's almost like little baskets that you could pull out. But you put your wieners in, and then the buns go on the sides. Uh, you could fit pretty much one set of buns on each side. Uh, and the buns I buy, the Stater Brothers brand, they're a little thick, so I usually have to split it up. And so usually what happens is I only end up toasting one of the buns because I don't feel like rerunning it again just for the other pair of buns. But um, yeah, and you just and you pull it down, and the hot dogs go down. And I think they might clamp a little bit, but then it just heats up inside. And hot dogs are already cooked. You can eat a, a cold hot dog out of your fridge, so it's not like it needs to super cook it. But um, yeah, it, it's a very efficient. I'm seeing this now. This looks like it would do a great job just for hot dogs. The only thing I could think of that might be better is a hot dog roller, which I'm also seeing right now. But, I mean, that's kind of a lot of work, too. So, they just, need to make, they just need to make the hot dog mechanism roll. What do you mean? Like, when you put it down into the hot dog toaster. Oh, rotate? It just needs to rotate while it's in the toaster. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, yeah, it's perfect but i wanted to save it for fifth and final i have some honorable mentions uh this wasn't on my list but i'm seeing it right now on this website and it would have been on my list as honorable mention that is a snow cone maker something i always wanted as a child and never got okay um, did you ever get a snow cone maker as a kid you know i can't say i did bullshit uh i also have a soda stream i don't drink soda but i think those things are cool um just because they're cool and I just have like the like the like they have the bars where it just like comes out and you hit the button and no the ones you could buy at home and then you buy like the flavor pack and you make your own fucking soda. Oh wow! Yeah, you've never. They're not oh. as popular anymore. Oh my god, you could make sparkling water. <laughs> okay, so you you realize that sparkling water is just the carbonated water that they mix with the syrup to make soda. Soda is like carbonated water with syrup. No, yeah, I know. Okay, I just want to make sure you know that. So it seems like SodaStream has uh, transitioned into making carbonated water and no longer making their own sodas, but it's still on the list. Um, and I also have the – this is something we need for my office slash game room, not in these months, but in the summer months. That is the Dyson Pure Cool Link Air Purifier and Fan. It is the Cool Circle ones that are very expensive. Oh, those – those are fucking awesome. Yeah, that's why it's it's honorable mention because they're they're that's another sign of royalty. If you have one of those fans, you're fucking rich. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. Um, the one on here that was my sign of royalty was a trash compactor. Oh, your grandma has one of those. She does, and it's the coolest thing ever. And I notedly hate taking out the trash. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do. It's pain in the ass. And what's better than? seeing a thing full of trash and just hitting a button and making it half full of trash. I think the thing that has divided the Wooten family more than anything through the years is Tyler's uh, like willing, like Tyler not wanting to take out the trash or not liking taking out the trash. Like it's true. The Wooten family has reached its weakest points because of that. (laughs) I don't, I don't disagree with that. Um, It's just fucking terrible. Oh Uh, man. We left off just an, an oven stove. 
Yeah, that's boring. Um, another sleeper, a water heater. Can't tell you how much I love a hot shower. Water heaters, that's great. Now, water heaters are equally scary because I feel like they could just explode at any minute and we could die. Oh, have you seen the Mythbusters where it flies through a two-story house? No, I haven't. Yeah, there's a Mythbusters. They did it because they thought it was a myth where, like, they could blow up and, like, fucking, you know, blow your house up. And they shot a, a water heater through the ceiling of a two-story, like, they set it up. <laughs> it was an actual house. It flies through not just the first story, but the second story. <laughs> See, that's fucking scary, dude. That's fucking... It's just a ticking time bomb. <laughs> my, my parents' water heater about a year and a half ago had an issue where one of the pipes burst and or not burst but something happened where there was some sort of like leak in it and there was literally like a torch flame like a fucking like a blowtorch like a flame coming out of this pipe pointing towards the water heater and my dad for whatever reason i don't know why he checked it i don't know if his shower wasn't heating up something happened where my dad like just happened to check it and the guys were like yeah if you would have left that for a while like it would have been bad fucking news so that's just scary that's fucking really scary and I think it, it just goes to show how important water heaters are. The fact that we just have a, a fucking bomb in our house at all times just so we can have hot water. <laughs> They're like, there's a chance that this kills my family, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, I thought of, like, doing, like, a toaster oven, but eh. I feel like toaster ovens, like, I feel like that's something, like, every, like, once you reach a certain age or maybe once you get your first house, you ask for a toaster oven. I've never seen anyone actually use a toaster oven, ever. So, hand up, Jay. Uh-huh. I fucking hate our toaster with a dying passion. I don't know what it is. It's the worst fucking toaster of all time. It just doesn't stay down. <laughs> uh, you're the first person to know this. On our wedding registry, there's a toaster oven. <laughs> so, exactly. It's the sign of, like, it's a certain stage in your life when you ask for a toaster oven. And now, once you get it, I'm going to check back a year later and be like, Ty, how much did you actually use the toaster oven? <laughs> well, here's the thing, though, is we had a toaster oven on there. And then we also – I was unaware that you could have deep fryers. <laughs> so it's also – it was an air fryer on the list, <laughs> which is just the healthy bitch version of a deep fryer. Turns out they make air fryer toaster oven. Oh, there you go. Yeah, just get I, that. I, I will use the fuck out of that. And I'll get you a deep fryer for Christmas and you're all fucking set. Victoria will air fry her healthy shit, and I'm just going to be deep frying <laughs> stuff right next to it. She's going to hate me. Um, The only thing I've ever seen, because my f- parents had a toaster oven, probably still do, is the French bread pizzas. I feel like that's the one thing every yeah. American, like, to become American, to become an American citizen, you have to know how to cook a French bread pizza in a toaster oven. That's immediately what my mind went to when you said toaster oven. <laughs> like, not a regular pizza, a French bread pizza. Yeah, like half of a baguette. Sliced in half, a little bit of cheese, pepperoni on top, red sauce. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, I don't have any other on my list. Yeah, that was all I had. Um, great list, though. I guess you go like a Roomba. I know you got one of those. You got like a. Oh, I I can't fucking stand. It's the dumbest shit ever. Oh, you don't like it? No, ours just gets fucking. It's so. It's like a smart vacuum. But then it's just tall enough to sneak underneath the couch and then get fucking stuck underneath the couch and just beat for 20 minutes because it's stuck. Isn't it supposed to, like, remember its route? No, it's not that smart. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I like vacuuming, so I'm a, I'm a, a vacuum myself, man. I guess vacuum. That's an appliance. Could have picked that. Um, yeah. Apparently on this picture, a flat screen TV is an appliance. Perhaps a big miss by us. Um don't consider that an appliance otherwise i mean it's one of one i have two of them in my living room now this would be the number one consensus i mean well these are one of these things this appliance is either like you either love it or you hate it and it depends whether or not you have one it's the dishwasher if you don't have a dishwasher or your dishwasher is broken you can only imagine the life of having a dishwasher or having a working dishwasher but if you have a dishwasher, you hate it because that means you always have to empty it. And that's the worst thing ever. That's the worst chore is emptying the dishwasher. My dishwasher's full right now. <laughs> it's the fucking worst. I hate it. My least favorite. Every time Riley empties the dishwasher, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I've never loved you more than I love you in this moment right now. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> um, I, so I'm on the Wikipedia page for, like, major appliances and stuff. 
And of course, they have Trash Compactor listed on here. Uh, if you hover over it, it just shows a picture of a giant piece of heavy equipment. Um, that that basically drives around compacting trash at landmines. Okay. And I'd like I'd like to take that pick as a trash compactor. Oh, okay. It's on the major appliances page on Wikipedia. Oh, did I not? Act? Oh, I didn't actually draft it. Never mind. Disregard. No, you drafted a trash compactor. Nope, it was my honorable mention. Oh, was it? Oh yeah. shit! Never mind. A speaker is apparently a, a candle holder, a treadmill, a washing machine. Ooh, that's also up there with the least favorite. Uh, if you don't have one, you love it, and if you have one, you hate it because it just means laundry day. Now, there's small appliances on this list, and for maybe maybe the listeners and friends out there who partake in some some herbal remedies sometimes the the herb grinder um commonly used for marijuana ah oh. that could be one how about a uh oh a sensi didn't think about that one what's that the wax burners oh mine those are nice mine doesn't work so fuck it mousetrap juicer an iron uh water cooler i have one of those Water cooler talk. Half of the time, it's not fucking full. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we picked five good ones each, so I'm I'm happy with it. It's a quality list of appliances. Yes, yes, it is. You got anything else, Ty? I don't. Um, we'll figure out what movie we're gonna watch. The prom. We already did. Oh, that's this week. Yeah, it comes out in two days. Two days. Right. The day we're recording this came out about three days ago. The time that this podcast is released. I mean, yeah, and then we just need one. One filler? I think one or two, yeah, and then it'll be Wonder Woman time. And then, after Wonder Woman time, quickly thereafter, Falcon uh, WandaVision time, and then quickly thereafter, hopefully COVID vaccine, going back to movie theater time. That's Fucking love it. That's what I'm holding my hand, my, my head up high on. That's what I'm looking forward to. Hopefully it happens. Well, I mean, we have Wonder Woman, and then it's a uh, very sad rest in peace to our bad movie reviews. That's right. Are we replacing that with anything? Did we say, or are we just... Just throwback movie review. Oh, that's right. Like, good movie review. That's right. That's what yeah, we... Yeah, I'm just tired of watching bad movies, because, again, as we saw here today, we're getting plenty of them without searching them out. Yeah. Um, but I will say, you were the one that said you wanted to review more bad movies, so... I, I did, and I think we had a great year of that, and it's time to put it to rest. All right. Sounds good. I mean, it was, like, great half a year, but that's right. We said 2021, year of positivity... We got to come up with a slogan, a 2021 podcast slogan that maybe to the 2021 slogan is just be a good friend. Uh, we've been saying that a long time. We'll come up with a slogan. We'll still end the podcast on be a good friend, but we got to come up with a slogan that we'll repeat all the time and just make sure that next year is a year of positivity. That's what I want. I mean, I like that. We got four weeks to figure it out. Uh, four more episodes to record this year. Yeah. We'll have something by then. Hopefully. <laughs> We'll have we'll have a positive slogan to finish off our bad movie review. Yes, because we still have to do one more, right? Yeah, we still have to do, do one more. We still have to do December bad movie. Yeah, it'll be December thirtieth, which we'll post in January. Did I pick the last one? I did. I picked Free Birds. So I get the final pick. I think you got to make it a bad Christmas movie. I don't know now because Christmas will be passed. I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. Uh, until then, the prom this week. Um, next week where's it at netflix netflix original a netflix original yes typically typically better than hbo originals yeah none of the hbo originals we've watched have really been good so there's that yeah in the meantime be a good friend everybody
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.